What's up, you fuckers? How's it going? It's, uh, it's been a while. It's been, um, almost a year, in fact. It's been 363 days since my last episode. And, um, you know, I'm not super proud of that fact by any means, but, you know, it is what it is. And I've, uh, finally dedicated myself to coming back and, you know, getting this going again. Um, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy year since the last time I, I did all this. I've, uh, I mean, even in just the world, there's been a lot happening in the world. There's, you know, some things that have happened in my life and, you know, I mean, nothing too crazy, obviously, but nothing that's worth making an entire podcast about because my life's not that fucking interesting. I'm pretty boring. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but I will say that the world has led to a lot of interesting shit over the last year. Um, it's, you know, it's a crazy wild fucking place that we're in right now. And, you know, we'll get to that at some point. We'll get to that. But, um, I really kind of just want to do, um, you know, a little bit of a catch up. This might even be a a fucking two-parter just because it's been a fucking year. There's a lot of shit going down, but, uh, let's see. May 5th was the last time I did this. I don't even fucking remember what happened in the month of May last year, but just some of the quick things off the top of my head that I remember from last year, you know, um, the blues, they won the Stanley cup, you know, so that's awesome. That's great. Um, Let's see what else happened. The Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You know, they won their first Super Bowl in, what, 50 years? Um, you know, and I watched it, and I watched them beat the Niners, and that was awesome, and I was super excited. One of my friends, who's a huge Kansas City fan, uh, he actually went down to Miami, which is where the Super Bowl was held, and he was in that environment. I thought about it, but it just wasn't really worth the, you know, the money and the time to go down there and not even really go to the game. Um, cause it was just more about like, you know, being around the environment, which I'm generally cool with, but you know, I can do that at home or I would have been more apt. I think if we were, you know, in the same state or if we were together or whatever, but you know, cause it was the logistics of it. It was all kind of a shit show. And I was just like, I don't really know, um, if it was going to work out or not, whatever, whatever, the Chiefs won, I was watching that game for a little bit, I wasn't sure how that was going to go, you know, the first half was like, oh shit, here it goes, but they fucking, they came back and they pulled it out, which is something they've been doing, you know, they did all year in the playoffs last year, every game it seemed like they were behind, either at the half or at some point they are behind by a score or two and they would just come back and score, you know, 14 21 points whatever it was in a row and fucking take the lead you know when your when your offense scores that much your defense doesn't really have to be that good now their defense was you know was solid and played very well when they needed to um you know and stepped up in clutch situations but overall I mean I wouldn't say they had you know a great defense Uh, you know they, they let up a lot of points but here's the thing they scored more than you scored so it didn't really seem like it was that big of a deal. You know, their defense can be a little bit more lax when they know that their offense is going to outscore your offense every single time. When they know that their offense is going to put up 40, but you're only going to score like 20, you know, their defense can play a little bit differently than the 49ers defense who was actually, you know, shutting people down and, outside of that Saints game, really, and obviously the Chiefs game in the Super Bowl, but outside of that Saints game, they were really, you know, they really held people in check, you know, 17, 20 points here. That was what their defense was letting up, and their offense really wasn't scoring much more than that, so it was very, you know, very helpful for them to to do that. Whereas, like I said, you know, with the Chiefs, they were just so dynamic and so explosive on offense that they might put up, 10 points in a quarter or they might put up 30 points in a quarter you never know what was going to go with them but they were going to score like probably 40 or 50 the entire game it was just ridiculous you know and then also in the NFL last year 
Um, and we'll just start with the NFL, obviously, as I've already done, but we'll keep going with that just because I think that's the freshest sport on most people's minds, honestly. Um, you know, that's what people remember more than, than anything else. So let's see what happened here. So the, the Ravens in the NFL last year were spectacular. Um, you know, and I mean, they finished, I think, 14 and two. Yeah, 14 and two. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is, you know, he's the cheat code, really. He's, he, well, at least last year, you know, and with it being his second year, really, in the league, but his first year is it like being, you know, his team because he backed up Flacco his first year, which that was a shit show. But with him, uh, you know, with him being, as explosive in playmaking as he was, you know, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see if he can keep up that production, you know, for, for a few years. Um, you know, and I'd, I'd, you know, I'd like to see if he can have some playoff success and get over that hump, you know, because obviously the first year um, when he played with Flacco, I think they like put him in at the end of the playoff game or something like that against the Chargers and he didn't do well. And then last year they come out, you know, first playoff game they come out uh, they were the one seed I believe yeah they were the one seed you know they got first round by home field advantage all that shit fucking titans come to town and just run all over them I mean they were they were making that defense which is, was a really good defense last year they were making that defense look like you know a bunch of middle schoolers out there playing some you know D1 guys or some NFL guys it was just it was terrible and you know, Tannehill is not the kind of guy that will put up, you know, he's not going to throw for four touchdowns a game. But, again, he didn't have to because you got a 240-pound monster of a running back that's Derrick Henry. You know, all he could do is turn around and hand him the fucking ball and get out of the way, you know, and throw it every now and then, which is exactly what he did. You know, I don't, I don't think that there's a better compliment for <laughs> Derrick Henry than Ryan Tannehill just because... Tannehill just kind of rolls it, and he's like, yeah, whatever, I'm like, I'll fucking turn around and hand it to Derrick Henry, and then just kind of play action or throw it every now and then, and whatever, I'm cool with it, we're winning games, we made it to the playoffs, whatever, we're cool, yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he's obviously gonna be okay with that, and Derrick Henry's gonna be okay with getting the ball, because when you're like 6'3", and like 240, as a power back, and nobody can fucking tackle you 1-1, or even 2-1, or you should even 3-1, you're gonna be okay with that, too. I think he led the league in rushing last year. If he didn't, he was in second, which is crazy for a 240-pound running back to lead the league in fucking rushing or come close at least to leading the league in rushing. That shit never happens. That never fucking happens. Anyway, point being is, you know, the Ravens had a really good year, and I hope that they can, they can continue that success. Um, you know, being a, you know, being from Baltimore and living, you know, around the region, you know, I still obviously feel for the the Ravens. You know, I still like the Ravens. Obviously, they're not my number one team. But, you know, I still like the Ravens. I, you know, I still obviously want them to do well. I want them to do well after my team does well, but I still want them to do well. Um, you know, so it's, it's also tough because, you know, my team's in the AFC and they're in the AFC, so it's not like I can even, you know, say, oh, well, they're in another conference, so it's fine. They're still in the same fucking conference, and it's tough. But I think that the problem with them last year was when they faced the Titans, they just had too much time off. You know, they the Titans had, you know, to to fight for every, every yard and every play that they got. Um, you know, they had to fight every game to try to win and get the sixth seed because it was close and, you know, no one was really sure if they were going to get it or not. Um, you know, and they didn't have a buy. They didn't have any of that stuff. You know, so it was, I mean, outside of the normal buy that everyone has at the end of the season before you go into the playoffs, because I think there's a week or whatever after the regular season ends to go to the playoffs, something like that. But outside of that, they didn't have like a buy, a buy you know, a quote-unquote buy-buy. Um you know, and the Ravens did. I think that they just had too much time off. You know, um, my softball team at work, you know, last year, we, you know, we were the regular season champs. But when it came to the playoff time, we had like four weeks off before from the time we played, 
you know, our last regular season game until the time that we played in the playoffs. And, you know, I think that that just, that hurt us. And it hurts teams, you know, to get that, to take that time off, you know, to get that, for lack of a better term, ring rust, you know, it's a, it's a very hard thing to overcome sometimes. And, you know, I think it showed really um, in the Ravens game that, you know, they just, they couldn't overcome. They were starting to look a little bit better in the second half, but at that point it was just, you know, Derrick Henry starting to get going and Tannehill's finding his groove. And it was just, their defense was a pretty solid defense all year last year in the Titans. You know, so it was very, um, very tough. And I think that they, they called some bad plays. You know, I think they should have given it to Lamar a little more. And, you know, it is what it is. These things happen, but, you know, oh, well. I think the Ravens will come back this year and play just as well as they did last year. Um, assuming, obviously, that the NFL season still, you know, happens on time. We'll see. Let's see what else happened last year in the NFL. Um, oh, shit, the Bills did very well. Um, they got the five seed, I think, only because, you know, they played in the Patriots uh, division. You know, and the Patriots ended up getting, what, the three seed. You know, so you take that out of the mix and... You know, I think the Bills are a, a three or a three or four seed, but they ended up not getting it because of the, the division they play in. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, the Texans got what the four seed. I think it went Ravens, Chiefs, Pats, Texans, I believe, and then Bills, Titans. I think was I think was how it went. Was that how it went? I don't, I don't remember, honestly. Something like that. I know those were the teams in the playoffs. I don't remember the exact seeding. I do know that in the last, pretty much the last week of the season, the, uh, the fucking, you know, uh, Patriots are playing the Dolphins. And if they win the game, they're the one seed. And if they lose the game, they drop all the way down, you know, out of the top two and don't get a first-round bye. And the Patriots, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, whenever they get a one or two seed, they're, you know, or home field advantage or whatever, they're pretty much unstoppable in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think if you look at every Super Bowl they've won, or at least most of them, you know, they've been a one or a two, or they've had home field advantage or whatever the case may be. You know, they don't they don't generally do too well. Um, like, I think the year that the Ravens won the Super Bowl when they beat New England, or when Denver won the Super Bowl and beat New England, you know, that was all, you know, I don't believe any of that was in Foxborough, or I don't believe that the Patriots were, you know, a one or two seed. They might have been in Foxborough at the time, but I don't know that they were, you know, the home field fucking, you know, number one seed, first round by Patriots. Um, for whatever reason, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of happens that way. And I could be wrong about that. It was so long ago when those two games happened, but it's just, they're, my point is they're hard to beat when they're at home and when they've got a first-round bye. Um, so, of course, the last week of the season, they're playing the fucking Dolphins, who, for whatever reason, always play the, the Patriots tough one of the two games. If they could just beat them two out of the two games, we'd be okay. But they play them tough, and the last week, they fucking beat them and drop the Patriots out of the top two seeds. And, you know, that just kind of set up the, the floor for everybody else. And then, uh, you know... Titans do what they do and, you know, bounce the Pats in the first round. Yeah, yeah, they bounce the Pats in the first round and it is what it is. Yeah, that's right, because the, the Texans were the four seed because the first round, since one and two had a bye, it was the Patriots against the Titans in, in Foxborough. The Titans won that game. And then it was the uh, Bills against the Texans in Houston and the Texans won that game. The Texans went and played the Chiefs and the Titans went and played the Ravens, and the Titans won, and then the Chiefs won. Chiefs beat the Titans in the AFC Championship, won the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Um, on the other side, you know, it was, I mean, I pretty much felt that the Niners were going to win once the playoffs started. Um, you know, the Saints, I guess, had a chance. They played the Vikings like shit. They should have won that game. They didn't. The Packers, I knew, weren't going to do dick in the playoffs just because they didn't have a good enough team to, you know, have depth and play well when it counted. Um, I mean, granted, they finished 13-3, and which is great, but they were playing, I think they played the Niners um, at one point 
playoffs and just got shellacked. Um, might even have been in, that wasn't in the NFC Championship, was it? Maybe it was. I don't know. I just, I felt that the Packers didn't have the team to compete. Because um, they never, the last few years, they haven't built around Aaron Rodgers. They've just pick here, pick there, pick here, pick there, trade some picks, get some players in free agency. They don't, they're not great at building teams anymore like they used to be. You know, when they had Favre or even in, you know, in the first few years of Rodgers, even when he won the Super Bowl, you know, they had a great team then. But, you know, their defense has been kind of suspect um, in the last few years. It was okay last year. Um, obviously, it got them a 13-3 record. But I would say a lot of that was also Aaron Rodgers and making things happen when most players couldn't and when most people wouldn't. Um, you know, I think it was also some luck. Um, you know, those kinds of things. But I always wish the Packers luck. You know, I like I like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, and it takes a lot to <laughs> play outside in the snow most of your games. <laughs> you know, it, it takes a lot. It really does. And Lambeau is, you know, the frozen tundra, right? I mean, it's... Plus, you know, the, you know, the Packers won the first couple Super Bowls. You know, there's always that... They're a legendary franchise. You know, I like to see them do well. I don't like to see them do well at the expense of my own team or the expense of teams that I like, but I think it would have been cool to see Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year. That would have been cool to me. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wins that game or has a better chance than Jimmy G did, um, which, you know, there's a couple points where I thought Jimmy G was going to bring him back and they were going to win the Super Bowl. I'm super glad that they fucking didn't. Super hyped about it, but I definitely thought they would for a little bit. Um, you know, the rest of the NFC playoffs, I didn't really fucking care that much about, if we're being honest, because I just had a feeling that the Niners were going to win it, win the NFC playoffs. Uh, I mean, I, I figured they were going to make the Super Bowl. I put even put that in a pool at work before the playoffs started, you know. Niners are going to at least go to the Super Bowl. Um, and then... I, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I actually almost won a bunch of money in that pool. If there had been, like, seven more points scored in that game, I would have won, like, 600 bucks. I won 60, which isn't bad, but I would have won, like, 600 bucks. I only put 20 in, but there was only three of us, and the picks were the Niners and the Chiefs. And, you know, I I think the final score that I picked was, like, seven points different than what it was total. So, I mean, I was, I was close, but I, I just kind of picked a random score. Uh, ended up getting lucky, but it is what it is. Um, let's see here. What else happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the Colts didn't do great last year. Um, I think that that had a lot to do with luck retiring. Not that I think it was because we had Brissett. I like Brissett, and I think that this year were he given the ability to start and that be his team, I think that he would have he would be a little bit more solid. You know, we win a couple more games. I also think that a lot of our losses last year had to do with, you know, Vinny's just getting old. You know, he's just his leg isn't the same as it used to be and he's just missing some kicks. I mean, it is what it is. He's what, fucking eighty five years old as an NFL kicker, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough for anybody, you know, especially considering he didn't start kicking until he was what, like in his 30s, you know, he missed a good 10 years of kicking that who knows what would have happened, but anyway, um, you know, luck retires at the end of the year, Brissett kind of gets thrown in there and says, hey, this is your team, you know, he's he's back and forth, he, he you know, he's up at the beginning of the year, then he's he's kind of, you know, he, he plateaus a little bit, which is cool, and then he gets hurt, he comes back, he doesn't play that well, they really show that our team is, you know, very one-dimensional. We were very good at running the ball last year. Very, very good, in fact. And, of course, I'm super hyped about that because we're never good at running the fucking ball. We're never good at running the ball. So the one year we're actually good at running the ball, um, we actually had all five of our offensive linemen start every game. I believe we were the only team in the NFL to do that last year, to start all 16 games in the same spot with the same offensive line. And they're obviously projected to do that again this year because we have the same five guys. We'll see. Um, but point being is, you know, Brissett had an okay year this year. We come in, you know, we come to free agency and, you know, the big, the big news was, is Philip Rivers going to go or not 
to the Colts, and I was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't get me wrong. I like Philip Rivers. I think he's very, you know, he's a very good quarterback. Um, you know, he's wildly consistent, and he's never really had talent, and it's always, you know, kind of been a shame that he's never really had talent. I mean, he had talent some. Don't get me wrong. When he had, you know, um, LT and Vincent Jackson and Antonio Gates and all those guys, and you know, they had Quentin Jammer and fucking Antonio Cromartie on defense. You know, Eric Weddle. Like, they were really good, but they weren't good enough. They didn't have enough stars in enough spots. Um, and that was the unfortunate part of, of the Chargers teams. But, you know, I, I don't mind Philip Rivers. I think Philip Rivers is good, but I don't know that at, as a 38-year-old quarterback that he's worth $25 million for a one-year deal to come in and start in an offense that, yeah, he knows, but he hasn't run in three, four years, whatever it is, because Frank Reich, our head coach, was his quarterback's coach, I believe, his quarterback's coach, before he went to the Eagles and won that Super Bowl, you know, before he coached them in the Super Bowl. Um, You know, so, obviously Frank Reich wasn't, you know, wasn't his head coach like he will be this time, and it's a little different, but apparently Philip Rivers knows his system, ran his system for a while, was good at it, whatever. We'll see. I'm not counting him out. I hope he could, I hope he fucking comes and balls out once it's a ring. I'd be, I'd be dope with that. This should be because I, I don't like that he's the only name from the 04 class that doesn't have a ring. I mean, Eli's got two. Ben's got, what, two. Phil has none. Like That, that kind of fucking sucks to me because I think he's... I don't know if he's better than both of them, but he's definitely, you know, better than Eli in my eyes, of course. Everyone's better than Eli in my eyes, so am I objective? I don't know. But I think the Philip Rivers, you know, is is good enough to win. I, I just think he's just gotten very unlucky, and he's always had to face, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots on years when they were really, really, really good. So, you know, or the Ravens or whoever. Um, to show that it wasn't us, they fucking starched us every year, but... Um. Yeah, so, you know, then we uh, traded our first-round pick for DeForest Buckner from the Niners. We got him to pass rush help, which, I mean, I guess is good, but personally, I think I would have just found a decent person in the draft because our pass rush wasn't terrible last year. Um, You know, I think we could have found a solid contributor in free agency or even in the draft Um, and saved a little money. And then, you know, kind of spread that money around more and then spend our first-round pick on, you know, a, a big-bodied receiver because that's something we've been lacking for a long time. Um, you know, which, I mean, we still got one in, in the second round, and I'm happy with it, but I think we could have done it differently and saved a little money at the same time. But, you know, I hope I hope Rivers makes me eat my words and he comes out and, you know, he wins a ring this year. I'd, I'd be so excited about that, but we'll see. You know, only time will tell. Only time will tell. You know, Tom Brady's no longer Patriot. That's huge news for people. Um, You know, he, Gronk came out of retirement, and they both went to Tampa Bay. Um, You know, Andy Dalton's no longer a Bengal, which, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it took this long, but, you know, I'm also kind of surprised they actually did it because they've been threatening to do that for fucking five, six years now, and they finally did it. Jameis Winston's obviously no longer a Buck. He's a backup on the Saints because Teddy Two Gloves left and went to Carolina after Cam got cut. And uh, it's just been fucking crazy in the NFL and free agency and shit like that. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, Let's see what some other sports things that have happened. I mean, there's a fucking lot. It's been, like I said, 363 fucking days. Um, So there's, uh, you know... In, in baseball, obviously, you know, the the World Series happened. The Nationals won their first ever World Series in the history of their franchise. So, you know, that's it's good for them. I still kind of feel a little bad that the Dodgers weren't able to, you know, get over the hump. Um, but, I, I mean, I get it because they're just not the, you know they're not the most deep team in the fact that they can't they can't last necessarily as as long as other teams can which is unfortunate because 
you know, Clayton Kershaw's a monster, and some of the guys that have played on that team are just fucking great. But, you know, what it comes down to it is you got to have a, a good enough team that even when they stick it to your starting pitcher, you can still win some games. And the Dodgers just haven't played that way um, in the last few series. Though, come to find out, the Astros pretty much fucking cheated in their World Series victory over the Dodgers. So, you know, it is what it is. Is that really on Kershaw or not? Who knows? Um, which, by the way, we'll go off the Nationals for a second. Let's go to the, the fucking Lastros. How about the fact that fucking nothing's happening really to them for, for that? Like, you know, here I was thinking that like cheating was this big no-no. I mean, look at fucking, look at the Black Sox, you know, in, in what, 1919? What was that? The Black Sox, like players got banned for life for, for throwing a game you know, for that, which is, I mean, pretty much cheating, but for throwing a game, you know, uh, Pete Rose gets banned for life from the Hall of Fame for betting on, betting on games while he was playing and coaching games, you know, and, and the one thing you don't do is, you know, you don't, you just don't steal signs, like, that's just one of those unwritten things that you just don't do it, you don't steal signs, no matter what, um, you know, is there actually a rule against it? Eh, no, but is there a rule that says you have to put butter on your movie theater popcorn when you go? No, but you fucking do because that's just what you do, right? Like, that's one of those unwritten rules. You don't steal signs. It's it's not cool. Um, you know, and, and it. I mean, it looks like it's come out that they actually did it. Um, players in their organization have said that they did it. You know, scouts, whatever. And the only thing that really happened was, like, a couple people got suspended for some games here and there. Maybe a season. But, like, they're not stripped of their World Series championship, which to me is very weird. Um, you know, it's almost seems it's, you know, it's a slap on the wrist. Like, yeah, yeah, you fucked up. But you know what? It's cool. Like, don't worry about it. Maybe next time. Like, if you fuck up again, you know, we're we're going to get you. But... This time, it's all cool, no worries. Which I think is a very, one, bad message to send to any professional athlete. But also, it's a bad message to send to the kids that grow up, you know, being influenced and watching sports. Like, you can cheat your way to the top and nothing bad happens to you. Why would I fucking take the hard way when I could just take the easy way? Obviously, it fucking works. Like, what the fuck? You know, and even with, you know, the steroid thing, like, you get, what, three, four strikes before you're banned for, from the game? Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird to me that there's so much opportunity for, you know, f for making a statement and for, for teaching people to do things the right way, and they just fucking don't do it, and they just shit right on that. They shit right on the right way and say, you know, fuck the right way, let's do it the wrong way. It's more fun. But I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it sells tickets. Like the bad, the bad, you know, the the bad guy image always always sells tickets. Um, you know, so from that aspect, I can't really, can't really hate too much. Um, I just think it's a it's a shitty message to send. You know, to to fans, to kids, to teams, to players, whatever. But I'm just one person. What the fuck do I know? I don't even get paid to fucking talk for a living. So what the fuck do I know? Right? I don't know shit. Um, you know, you look at, uh, the NBA season, you know, that, that shit, um, let's see, I guess, I guess the Raptors won the last title, didn't they? Um, I don't remember if they won before the last podcast I had or not, I'd have to look up when, when they won it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the Raptors, they fucking overcame, and, you know, they, they beat the Warriors, and Kawhi, you know, was just a, a monster, and, you know, Kyle Lowry got his ring. If you're uh if you're DeMar DeRozan though, like how shitty do you feel right now? Because like <laughs> they fucking trade you for Kawhi Leonard to the Spurs and then he takes that team with your BFF and Kyle Lowry, because you were the shooting guard, he was the point guard, he they take him and your BFF and they go win a ring. Like the the year, like, the next year after they trade for you, like, the following season, like, that's, that's gotta make you feel like shit, you know, it's gotta make you feel like, oh, man, maybe, maybe it was me all this time, 
Um, I don't think it was. I think it was just, you know, it was the way that the cards fell and that Kawhi Leonard's just a, you know, one of those kinds of players. But, you know, then he left and he went to the Clippers and, you know, it was them and the Lakers vying for top two and the Bucks were killing it in the East. The Warriors actually had the worst record in the NBA because they didn't have Clay or Steph Curry. So, you know, there's that. Um, I don't know, it's just... Just a wild time. And like I said, the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, it was just it was a really, you know, really good time for sports uh, in general, you know, o- over the past year until we got to, you know, like two months ago. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that happened, a lot of fun, crazy stuff, a lot of memorable stuff that happened, you know, in the sports world. Um this new Bulls documentary has just come out. Uh, the first couple episodes already have come out about, you know, their dynasty back in the 90s and, you know, unseen footage and unseen interviews and even some that you've seen or heard before, things that you knew, things you didn't know. Um, diving into personalities more, diving into, you know, Phil Jackson more, Michael Jordan more, and just, you know, kind of making it interesting for the casual sports fan and the hardcore fan and the, you know, person, the outside observer who doesn't really know anything about, you know, about any of that. Um, you know, I was talking to my sister about it yesterday and she was saying she'd kind of like to check it out and watch it. And, you know, I, I think she'd, well, I think she'd really like it. Um, but also, you know, cause she kind of grew up like I, I now I say that like, yeah, I grew up when they were winning all those titles, but I mean, I was, you know, like five, six, seven, eight years old when they were winning, you know, she was, you know, already in her teens when they were winning. So that was, she was kind of a little more aware and, you know, kind of knew more about like all of that and what was going on, you know, and, and I watched, you know, that stuff when I was a kid, but I just, you know, as like a seven year old, you don't really understand what, you know, Michael Jordan winning three, retiring, coming back, winning three more. You don't understand what that fucking means. You don't, you don't get it. You don't, understand the impact of that the toughness of that the legacy of that you don't you just don't get it no no seven-year-old does even if they're you know a seven-year-old is the biggest sports fan in the world they don't understand that because a seven-year-old mind doesn't think like that um so you know obviously I, I knew about it I thought it was cool like oh yeah like these guys with a you know bull in their jersey are, are, are winning and this guy named Michael Jordan who's the best you know he's He's winning, and that's cool, and, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, awesome, but until I really got to be, you know, more involved in the sports world when I was, you know, in my teens, I didn't really understand, you know, didn't really understand it, didn't really comprehend it or appreciate it for what it was, and, you know, that was kind of the time when I was like, oh, fuck, like, they won three, he retired, came back, they won three more, like, think if he doesn't retire they might win like seven or eight in a row like I mean who's gonna beat him but also then you think like if he maybe they wouldn't have won that many maybe they would have stopped at three because you know maybe that team falls apart or you know the chemistry doesn't doesn't work anymore or you know different they don't get the same players or you know who knows what happens so it was just kind of one of those things where I didn't really appreciate it until I got older. And now, especially with all of this, you know, LeBron and Kobe and all of that, you know, going on is, uh, you know, debates that always happen in Kareem and Bill Russell. And, you know, you kind of understand those debates a little bit more when you get older and you can actually understand and comprehend what's going on. You know, and I can now, you know, having seen, you know, a lot of them, a lot of those people that I mentioned play, except for obviously Kareem and Bill Russell, um, I've seen, I've gone back and watched some of their film, but I've actually, you know, seen, you know, Kobe and Michael play recently, you know, in the last few years, you know, from, from the standpoint of watching film or seeing highlights or whatever, you know, obviously I've seen LeBron play since he came in the league in 03, you know, I've seen most of Kobe's career, obviously, um, but, you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot different when you can understand, um, where those debates are coming from and why. Um, also, speaking of one of those guys, you know, Kobe just, uh, Kobe just died, you know, this, this past, uh, I guess, what was it, January, February, something like that. You know, that was 
fucking wild. You know, he he and his eldest daughter and a couple of their, uh, you know, a couple of her friends and like a coach or two, you know, and a pilot were all in a helicopter crash. Um, you know, and you know they they uh they died. I'm sure they died fucking instantly because you know helicopters go super fast, and when you hit a hill going that fast, you're pretty well gonna die pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's wild to me that 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 happened. You know, Kobe's fuck. Kobe's one of those guys, you know, that you didn't think. You know, he wouldn't, he would ever die. You know, he was only, what, 40, 40 something, you know? He just retired not too long ago. What was it 2017 when he retired? 2016, something like that when he retired? Maybe even 2015. It wasn't that long ago. Um, You know, and then he's got all these you know, investments that he's making, all of this, you know, extra money and businesses and stuff that he has that he's, that he's making. And, He's coaching up his his daughter's basketball team and all this stuff, and then he just you know is gone. You know, in in an instant, and it just kind of makes you think like more about how fragile life really is, and not that you know anybody's susceptible or or I mean non susceptible or immune to uh, you know to to death, but you know you don't really think about those athletes being on the same level as us just because they're never portrayed that way and they're never, you know, accepted that way and they're never treated that way. You know, so it's very, you know, I would say for most people, not for me, because um, obviously everybody's fucking human and everybody's going to die at some point in time and it's just about, you know, how many years do you get before you you go? What can you achieve? What can you do? What, can, what kind of mark can you leave on the world? Or at least on someone's world, if not the world. Um, but, you know, a lot of times we treat these, these athletes like they're superheroes and to see one of them go, I know, you know, especially in a manner like that and things that, you know, maybe could have been controlled a little bit better or done a little differently. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's humbling for a lot of people and makes them really think about, you know, how, how short life is. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's not one of those things that, affected like the entire population so it's not something that really like you know brought us together uh that much it did a little bit but not that much not to really where we kind of you know put all of our petty differences aside like we do every national tragedy and you know we're all together for like a month and then we all go back to fucking hating each other um but you know i know a lot of people were very you know disturbed and upset by it and I hope that it kind of you know made them think and maybe made them change their ways or think about the way that they treat people and you know the way that they live their life um I think that's all you can hope for is that these sort of events have that effect on people to kind of you know really keep us in check because we get a little we get a little crazy we get a little little out of control sometimes and you know mother nature has to come back in and be like nah bitch like I run shit you don't run anything. I just let you stay here. So, you know, I think sometimes she needs to check us a little bit more than she does. But, you know, what do I know, right? I'm I'm just a, a lowly peon in the human world. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that was kind of crazy. Um, let's see what else happened. You know, in the fighting world, you know, oh, shit, since May 4th. I don't even know what fights there have been since May 4th. Um... I went to my first UFC event, which, here's the crazy thing to me. I went to a UFC event before I went to a, an NBA game, which I think is crazy because, not that I haven't been a fan of the UFC for a while, but I've been, like, a fan of basketball because, you know, we used to play and stuff as kids, and there was the whole Michael thing when we were, when you know, when I was growing up and stuff, and, like, NBA Jam and stuff back in the day. So, like, I've been a basketball fan for a long time. But, you know, when I lived in Missouri, like, closest team was what the Bulls that was seven hours away you know and considering I wasn't like you know oh my god the Bulls are the best team ever you know or oh my god like we should go to a game like we didn't have the money nor really did we have the the want to drive seven hours to watch a fucking two three hour basketball game and then drive back like that's just not fucking happening it's just not um you know 
we got lucky if we got to go to a football game, which was, you know, an hour and a half away or two hours away. Um, you know, so it was, it was just something I never got to see. You know, and then once Oklahoma City became Oklahoma City, you know, I guess they were still kind of close. But even so, it was like, I'm not driving all the fucking way to watch basketball. It's, it's dumb as shit. It's dumb as shit. You know, and now that I live, you know, out here, the Wizards are in D.C., which is, you know, an hour and a half, two hour drive. But the problem is I never really had, like, I could go, but I don't really want to go by myself. Not because you know, I'm worried about the being in D.C. by myself or anything like that. I just, one, I don't really want to fucking drive down there. But two, like, I don't know, I just feel like a basketball game, like, it would be a cool thing to do with, like, other people. You know, I don't really want to go, like, I don't necessarily go to O's games by myself or, you know, Ravens or Colts games by myself. Like, you just go with people. It's more fun that way. It's more enjoyable than going by yourself. Plus, like, if you don't live close enough, then, you know, going by yourself is just kind of, it's more of a hassle than it is, you know, having a fun time. I think, anyway. It's also, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a waste of money if you're just going to go by yourself. Um, you know, if, I, if, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it worth it. I'm going to take people. I'm going to have a good time, you know. We're all going to have a good time, and it's, it's going to be worth our while. It's not just going to be me going and spending, like, fucking 100 bucks on myself to go to a game. I don't need that. I can watch it from home and enjoy it just as much. Probably more, in fact, but... Anyway... Well, my first UFC event, that was cool. Went with my brother-in-law because, you know, he's always been, you know, into martial arts and, like, fights, fighting and stuff. So, like, yeah, that's that was really cool. That was awesome. We went to, you know, DC Arena where the, the Caps and the uh, the Wizards play, and that was it's pretty cool. It wasn't a pay-per-view or anything. It was just a regular old, you know, fight night. That was kind of like, you know, our Christmas present. Uh, that's kind of what I bought for us, for, for both of us. You know, I was like, hey, let's, let's go watch the fights because, you know, we've we've talked about him and we've kind of like watched him on TV and stuff. You know, I've, I'd never gone. And if he's gone, he hasn't gone a long time, but I don't think he's ever gone. So I was like, fuck it, let's go. So we went and it was dope. Um, it was the, uh, fight night in December. That was, uh, Overeem and Rosenstrike. It was supposed to be Overeem and Harris, but Harris's stepdaughter, like got kidnapped and murdered. And it was a whole thing. He pulled out of the card. It was a whole ordeal. Fucking crazy. But this new kid, Rosenstrike stepped up and that was the main event. And, you know, it was a it was a pretty solid card. You know, there wasn't um, there wasn't a whole lot of the like, controversy or or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I did think that. You know, because uh, Rosenstrike, you know, uh, <clears throat> Rosenstrike finished over him in the last like I don't know five seconds of the fight or something like that. Because since it was a main event, it was a five rounder. Um, all over him had to do was survive for five more seconds and wins that fight by decision easy like easily wins that fight by decision it wouldn't even have been close it wouldn't have been a draw it wouldn't have been a split decision it was easily unanimous decision it might even have been a you know a, a 10-8 you know 10-8s it might even have been 10-8s but uh I think it's uh it's wild that like you know he got caught and he got sat down especially because he got sat down against the cage but like and it, yeah, it split his lip, lip open and it fucked him up. But I think that, you know, when I watched him, like he pretty much got right the fuck back up after it happened. It wasn't one of those where he got like, was wobbly or anything. Like he got sat against the cage after he got punched. His lip was all fucked up, but he got back up and the ref called it off, um, called it uh, as, as a finish and a KO for uh, for Rosenstrike, which I get it, fighter safety, but... Overeem's one of those guys that, like, he gets fucking hit a lot, and he gets almost knocked out a lot, and he gets knocked out a lot. So it's like, you gotta kind of give, you gotta give him a second to, like, see if he's actually fucking knocked out or not, because he gets fucking hit and dropped quite frequently. Um, you know, so I, I think sometimes, depending on the fighter, you kind of have to give them a little bit of a, a little bit more or less leeway than, than other people. Um, but yeah. Point being, it was a fun time. It was a great time. We watched the fights, and it was dope, and, you know, it was cool. I was actually going to go watch the uh, Wizards play the Lakers in March, um, but that was just, like, we hadn't bought the tickets yet. We were getting ready to buy the tickets, and then all this fucking COVID shit happened, which I think I'll get into all that next episode. You know, 
this the second part of this catch up stuff. Um, I'll talk about more about COVID and more of this year stuff. But yeah, you know it was uh it was it was gonna happen. Me and one of the guys from Merck were gonna get some tickets because I was like, you know, how often do you get to see a living legend, you know, play their sport in person? And I kind of want to see LeBron play before you know he retires. And you know. I, I never really got to see Mike play in person. I only got to ever watch him on TV, unfortunately. I wish I would have gotten to see him in person. But, you know, like I said, it was fucking seven hours away. Like, I'm not going to see anybody, much less Michael Jordan, play basketball seven hours away from home or more. As Even now, I wouldn't do that, but especially as a kid, like, no, that shit doesn't make no sense. But, you know, I'd like to see some legend at least, but I never got to see Kobe play in person. I never got to see Shaq play in person. You know, obviously I never could see Russell or, um, you know, Kareem or Magic or any of them play. Um, so I, I would like to see LeBron play before he retires. That'd be kind of cool, especially because he's, he's like, you know, the, the guy besides Kobe of, like, our generation. was like, he's the fucking guy. So to see him would be, would be cool. Because, I mean, I would contend that he's, he's almost as big as Mike in the sense that, like, you know, he's had a crazy impact culturally. He's had, like, crazy impact on the game. And, you know, so many people want to be like him and play like him and buy his shoes. And, you know, he's, you know, the the biggest name in basketball and all this stuff. I think the difference is because Mike, you know, kind of was that first. It made him seem even bigger than he was. Not that he wasn't huge and that he doesn't deserve every, you know, everything he's gotten. And he doesn't deserve to be called, you know, the you know, the pioneer of that stuff, but I think when you're the first to do it, when people look back, you know, they imagine and they see you kind of as as larger than life more than you already were, you know, they um, they exacerbate things in their minds, you know, they uh, they definitely they definitely expand on some of the details to make things seem a little differently than they were, because that's how their minds, you know, that's how they think about it in their minds. I think the reality is, you know, I think they were probably kind of, you know, they're probably kind of the same level of, you know, impact in the world of basketball and outside. I just think that Jordan seems bigger just because of he was like the first one to really do it. And you can really trace, you know, a lot of today's game and, you know, the, the whole shoe thing really back to him. So, you know, when you're kind of the first, when you're the when you're the start, when you're the, the inspiration, you know, you kind of are, are seen as the, you know, the, the uncomparable, you know, godlike person. And I think that's, you know, rightfully so. I mean, but that's just how Jordan is, you know, compared to LeBron. Um, yeah, you know, um, enough of my rambling about basketball, though, um, and football. I, uh, I don't know, though, last year in fantasy football, I almost, I thought I was going to do really well, and I did not, I was super pissed about it, I had, a uh, Christian McCaffrey, and, um, fucking Saquon Barkley, and I still didn't win my league, isn't that bullshit? Yeah, I agree, Saquon got hurt for a bit, I even had Derrick Henry, that was very much helping me out, um, but, yeah, anyway, that's a whole different story for a different day, but I was super stoked about that. When I got that trade, I was like, oh, fuck, I just won the league. And then I didn't win the league. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't win the league. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll see what happens this year if, if football's on, on track. Um, there's obviously been no champion for basketball this year because the season got postponed in the middle of that. Um, baseball hasn't started yet because of the whole COVID thing. Fighting is just going to be coming back you know, next week on Saturday on the 9th, that's going to be the first, you know, fights. We've missed a bunch of fights, and this card is actually a lot of them getting thrown together in one card, which I really like. Um, but we'll get into that more, too, later. Um, let's see. What else do I want to catch up on? Uh, and the craziness. Um, you know, the family's, you know, the family's doing good. Um my, let's see, my niece, you know, she's getting bigger every fucking day, um, and smarter, and she's 
you know, been smarter than me for a while, for being honest, but she just keeps getting smarter than me, and I just keep feeling dumb for her, <laughs> like all the shit she can do and all the shit she knows, and, you know, she's fucking three years old, and I'm just like, wow, I definitely don't think I was this developed or this smart at three years old. Like, I, I don't think I'm this developed now. Shit, I've got, like, fucking ten times the, you know, the, almost ten times the, the life form that she, that she has. Um, but, you know, as, over the last year, she's gotten to be, you know, closer to four instead of closer to three. You know, she's really, you know, gotten to be more of a, a little person, you know, as opposed to a toddler, and she's very much, like, wants to hang out all the time and play all the time, and I actually got a, an iPad for Christmas, which is what I'm doing this uh, this podcast on now. I decided to slim down, streamline my phone, kind of keep it more for, like, you know, a few pictures here and there, and kind of more, like, financials and, like, the shit that I actually need all the time, and then my iPad's going to be for, like, you know, all my apps, like, my games or podcast or whatever, like any of the other apps that I just have, like that'll be what, what the iPad's for just because it's got way more space. Um, you know, I don't have to keep deleting or moving around or whatever. But, you know, she always wants to play on that and play games and like hang out and play Paw Patrol because that's the, that's the thing. And you know, she wants to do all kinds of stuff. And it's just crazy to see, you know, a little person's mind and a little person's... uh you know, thoughts and, and emotions and development and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. You know, I can't, uh, can't wait until I have my own, you know, and I can, you know, teach and develop and all that stuff. But it's kind of cool to see hers too because, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I'm super involved but I'm also not super involved because it's, you know, not my child. Um, so, you know, it's a very interesting dynamic where it's like, you know, I can only do or say so much before it's like, well, you know, mommy and daddy, anything they say or want is going to overrule what I say or want, which rightfully so. I'm not, not saying it shouldn't be like that. It's just kind of like, you know, if I say she can have a treat, I got to run that by, you know, mom and dad first. Or if I say, no, you can't play on my tablet and she's going to go cry and then lie to your daddy and say that I said no or whatever, you know? So it's just kind of funny to see that, uh, you know, that whole, that whole thing as she's getting older and growing up and running the household and telling everybody what to do and shit. <laughs> you know, there's that. So that's good. Um, let's see. Oh, I started back to school uh, this year, which I will get into that more in the next one because I got a lot of shit to say about that. That's a whole clusterfuck of a situation and I'm not super excited about it, but you know, I'm, I'm still gonna, I think, stick with the grind, um, this whole COVID thing's really kind of fucking me, um, but also I kind of fucked myself, so it kind of all, you know, works out, um, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really, I've really been missing doing this, and, you know, I really decided that I want to get back into it, I wasn't really dedicated towards the end of it last year when I was doing it, um, I said I was going to be, and I just, I was in a weird mental place, and I just wasn't in it at all, um, you know, and I really kind of, you know, kind of did some thinking and some self-evaluating and, you know, making some other improvements in my life, and I was just like, yeah, I, I gotta get back into that, because I, I, I like that, and I miss doing that, so, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated again, so it's going to be, a you know, an every week thing again. I don't know exactly when day of the week wise I'm going to do it every week. Um, I'm doing this one today because I had a lot of shit to do yesterday. Um, I kind of wanted to do it yesterday. I kind of like the Saturday thing. Um, problem is if I wait too late to do it on Saturdays, then that runs into the fights and I don't really like that. I can't do it after the fights because then that'd be the next day. So, you know, Sundays isn't bad. Um... I don't really want to do it during the week so much just because I'm not really going to have time. The problem with Sundays is that, you know, I'm going to have homework for school and stuff due on Sundays. So if I haven't done it or if I'm, you know, buttoning it up to turn it in the last minute, and I'm going to try to get it all done, obviously, throughout the week. I'm not going to procrastinate and wait. Though I might wait till Saturday, maybe, uh, for, for a lot of it. But I definitely don't want to 
don't want to commit to doing this on Sunday just in case I have a lot of homework, but Sunday will probably be the day just because I feel like that's the easiest and best day to do it. I might throw a Friday in there every now and then if it's one that I'm off, you know, and I don't have a whole lot to do. Um, but yeah, well, you know, we'll see. I, uh, I just know that I want to do it all the time again. Oh shit. One more thing I forgot real quick, um, about last year's I went and saw, um, a couple, you know, good comedians live. I saw, um, Burt Kreischer. You might know him as the machine. Saw him live. That shit was hilarious. Uh, I saw Joe Rogan live. That shit was hilarious. That was pretty awesome. You know, um, there was a, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened last year. But anyway, I just wanted to throw those two things in there because I thought both of those were really cool things that I did last year as well. Because um, the Joe Rogan thing was in the summer and Kreischer was in the fall, I believe. Also, I went to the Renaissance Fair as, dressed up as Fezzik from The Princess Bride and my brother-in-law was dressed up as Inigo Montoya. And last 4th of July, I was very Americaed out. I had like a fucking beer holding belt that had like six spots in it for beers and like American flag socks and American flag Dixie t-shirt. It was pretty cool. And my, uh, my brother-in-law was very Americaed out and we kind of took that shit over the top and that was good. So hopefully we'll do that again this year. I don't know if we're going to have be able to have people or not, but, um, yeah, you know, we'll see. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Sundays might be the day just to, to kind of do this every week. Um, if it's a holiday, that might kind of throw over a little wrench and stuff. I might change the day up a little bit. Um, you know, uh, the next few Sundays, obviously, like, you know, next week is the 10th. I'll I'll do one probably that day, kind of talk about, you know, the fights and how they went because it's kind of a big-time pay-per-view coming up. Big-time pay-per-view. So I'll, I'll probably start talking about those. And then I'll probably end with catching up the, you know, the second half of the catch-up. For, for what I did this year, though, maybe I'll switch to that. Maybe I'll do the catch-up for the first half and the, the fights for the second half. We'll see. Depends how crazy the fights were actually end up being. Um, let's see what else happened. What else do I want to say before I get out of here? Um, then after the week after that is 17, something like that. So probably do that one. The one I may or may not do is the one Memorial Day weekend. Um just because, like, that Saturday is my 30th, that Sunday, uh, obviously, we'll, I don't know if we're doing something that Sunday or that Saturday or what, but then we're off on the Monday. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I probably won't do it on Saturday that week. Um, we'll see, though. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get back into doing it uh, you know, every week. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it every week. Maybe I'll do it every other week. Um, after a while, just to kind of, you know, not burn myself out. I think that was kind of maybe part of it, but it was mostly just because I wasn't, I wasn't really motivated to do it because of, you know, reasons that you don't care about and that, you know, are just excuses really. So, um, you know, I will definitely, uh, definitely be a lot more consistent on it because I'm motivated to do it again and I want to do it again and I'm going to do it again. So... Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm just glad that I was able to actually sit down and do this again. Uh, the transition at the beginning uh, is different. I couldn't find the one that I used last year. I don't know if they took it off or if since the app updated, maybe I don't know where it's at or whatever, but I couldn't fucking figure it out. I couldn't find it. Uh, if I mess around, dick around with this thing a little bit, maybe I can find it. Um, and if I do, then I'll start using it again because I really like that one. But if not, then I'll just use the one that, probably the one that's at the beginning of this episode, but I might go through and test out a few more and kind of see if I like one any better than, than that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I also, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, point being, um, as usual, you know, uh, thanks for listening um, you know, thanks for streaming. I went back and looked at some of my old streams. They kind of went up in numbers a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. That's good. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know all my haters keep hating. I love it to all my supporters. I love you guys. Thank you. Um, 
I give my normal shout out to the 410 and the 573. You know, those are two very important places. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I will see you guys next week, probably on Sunday. And, uh, you know, keep it real. Peace.